It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. The books of the Bible. We're in Leviticus chapter 7 as we're going through the books of the Bible. We started in Genesis. We did Exodus. We're up to Leviticus. We use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus. Leviticus chapter 7. Now, likewise, verse 1, this is the law of the trespass offering. It is most holy. You see, what we're learning here is that there's different offerings that God had Israel keep and do. It depended on what was going on and, um, you know, if they were sinning or if they wanted to just give an offering to God or they had a peace offering. They had all kinds of offerings, you see. And so we're going through, and this is a trespass offering. So, of course, a trespass offering would have to do with sin. So... For them, they had to kill animals and all of this stuff that Leviticus tells us. For us believers, we don't have to do all this stuff. Jesus died once on the cross for our sins, okay? So he doesn't have to get back up on the cross and die every time we sin. So let's take a look at trespass offering. Likewise, this is the law of the trespass offering. It is most holy. In the place where they kill the burnt offering, shall they kill the trespass offering. And the blood thereof shall he sprinkle round about the altar. And he shall offer of it all the fat thereof, the rump and the fat that covereth the inwards. So who's doing this? It's the priest. That was the other thing that they did not have direct access to God. They needed someone between them and God to go to, to get their sins taken care of. Christians, you know, we can go directly to God because of Jesus, all right? So he took care of that. When he died on the cross, what happened is in the temple, the veil, which is the part that the priest could only go through, the veil rent. And so God was signifying that no longer did he need you to go to someone else in order to get to him. Okay? So, saying that, you must understand that Jesus did not tell us to go to Jesus himself. He didn't say, pray to me. He didn't say, ask me for forgiveness of your sins. 
He didn't say any of that stuff. He had a God like we have a God, and that's the Father. And that's who we directly go to. And the only reason we can directly go to God is because of Jesus. So remember, God did away with the, you have to go to this person in order to get to God. But they didn't. Israel, we're seeing here in Leviticus 7, that, oh no, the priest had to do this for them, and they had to do certain things. And if they didn't do things the way God wanted it done, then guess what? Your sin wouldn't be forgiven. Verse 4. And the two kidneys and the fat that is on them, which is by the flanks, and the call that is above the liver with the kidneys, it shall he take away. It's interesting. I, I look at this and I say, see, it tells you that there, we're supposed to have some fat in our body. Fat in our bodies, good. You know, we can't have 100% no fat. <laughs> and the priest shall burn them upon the altar for an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a trespass offering. So they had to do that when they wanted to take care of their sins. Verse 6. Every male among the priests shall eat thereof. It shall be eaten in the holy place. It is most Holy. So you see, the offering that was uh, given for the sin of the person, the priest gets to eat of that offering because it's holy. God made it holy. And only certain people could partake of the table of God. You see, this is holy meat. This is holy stuff. And only the priest and only the priest's sons, as we see here, male among the priests, shall eat of it. But guess what? With Jesus, everything changed. We will take part in the supper, the wedding supper. We're going to take part in the holy food. And as we take part of the holy food that we find here on earth today, what is it? Is it for our bodies? No. It's spiritual food. We can partake of that whenever we want. You don't have to be something special, like a Levi or a priest or something like that. As long as you're a believer, you can partake of the holy things that pertain to God. That is the difference between them and us. So we see that the priests get, this is food that they God provided for them through others. As the sin offering is, so is the trespass offering. There is one law for them. The priest that maketh atonement therewith shall have it. And the priest that offereth any burnt, man's burnt offering, even the priest shall have to himself the skin of the burnt offering which he hath offered. So you see, God is providing for his priests because they weren't to do work, meaning outside work. They weren't to have their own land as far as they're going to take care of the land. Their job, this is what it was supposed to be, their job was to take care of doing the work God wanted them to do. And uh, the temple needed all kinds of things to be done and things and um getting it ready and fixing things and every day. And all of that was work for them to do. And that's all they had to do 
you see, and God provided for them. You see, that's the way it works with Christianity. God will provide for you as long as you're doing works for him. And for us, as believers, we have access to doing works for God just like Jesus did. Jesus was our example, okay? And so God provided for the Levites as he will provide for you if, okay, if you're doing works for the kingdom. Jesus told us God will make sure that you have clothes to wear and food to eat. Okay, but that's it. That's all he's guaranteed you. And that's all we need. Verse 9. And all the meat offering that is baked in the oven, meat, and not meat as we just meat, it's like bread. They, the translators um, confuse people in the English. But anyway, meat is bread, you know, things that are baked in the oven and stuff. Not, not necessarily, you know, beef or sheep or not necessarily. Sometimes it's talking about the bread. Okay? And the priest that offers, um, and all the meat offering that is baked in the oven and all that is dressed in the frying pan and in the pan shall be the priest that offered it. So, if you're doing the work, God is providing for you. That's what's going on here. What it said is for the priest that offered it. So, the person that did the work for God, for Israel, guess what? They get taken care of. And every meat offering mingled with oil and dry shall all the sons of Aaron have, one as much as another. So then God's saying that this other stuff is for all the sons of Aaron to split up equally. Okay, It doesn't matter what your calling is in the temple or what you're supposed to do. Verse 11, and this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offering, which he shall offer unto the Lord. Okay, so now we've got peace offering. If he offer it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving unleavened cakes mingled with oil and unleavened wafers anointed with oil and cakes mingled with oil, a fine flour fried. Okay, so not never leaven. Leaven in it. He wants it to be natural. The leaven changes the bread, okay? And oil, of course, the word is oil, but if you look at the languages, it's olive oil. That's the oil that God wants us to use olive oil. 13. Besides the cake, he shall offer for his offering leavened bread with the sacrifices of thanksgiving of his peace offerings. And it and of it he shall offer one out of the whole oblation for an heave offering unto the Lord. And it shall be the priests that sprinkle the blood of the peace offering. And the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering for thanksgiving shall be eaten the same day that it is offered. He shall not leave any of it until the morning. So you see the priest, this is his food provided for him, and this is for a thanksgiving, a peace offering, you know, they thanks God by offering things to him for what he's done for them. Christians, as the Bible teaches in the New Testament, we are to thank God daily for everything, you know, 
we have access to God directly. Say thank you, Father. And, but the remainder of the flesh of the sacrifice are women. But if the sacrifice, verse 16, of his offering be a vow or a voluntary offering, it shall be eaten the same day that he offer it his sacrifice. And on the morrow, also the remainder of it shall be eaten. So you can eat it the day of, and then the second day you can eat the rest of it. You know, you've got some left. You don't have to be a glutton. You have to eat it all up. You know, God doesn't want you to puke, you know, because you've eaten too much as far as, you know, obviously. But the remainder of the flesh of the sacrifice on the third day shall be burnt with fire because God is showing us here, which is very interesting. If you look through um, the Old Testament where Israel is getting started as a nation, uh, God is showing them do's and don'ts. And one of the don'ts is to keep food for more than three days. So you can eat it up for two days, but if you keep it for a third day, you got to burn it up, throw it away. So this is food in general because microbes, bacteria, which they didn't know about, but we know about. So that's just a little thing for you to understand. Um, three days is what God says. Then throw it out. Let's go to 18. And if any of the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering be eaten at all, on the third day it shall not be accepted, neither shall it be imputed unto him that offer it. It shall be an abomination, and the soul that eateth of it shall bear his iniquity. So the reason why God is being so strict here is because it's not healthy for them. And if you're taking in something that's not healthy for you, then you're making your body unhealthy and you can't do be holy and pure, which God wanted the priest to be. You understand? So he doesn't want unhealthy people doing his work. As these priests, they have to be holy and pure and healthy. And the flesh that touches any unclean thing shall not be eaten. It shall be burnt with fire. And as for the flesh, all that he clean shall eat thereof. So it's just continuing and it's explaining about going next to something that's dead. We know why today. We know that this is talking about um, the bacteria of you know, flesh is real. So you got to look at it from the flesh perspective. We know it's talking about bacteria and stuff that's not good on a dead animal or dead flesh or dead anything. And, and so God knows it too, obviously. And so he's letting them know without telling them why. They just got to trust him. See what I mean? I'll trust. Now for us, we can look at this from our Christian perspective and what it is is very simple, is that, listen, if you're not a Christian, then you are unclean and unholy in God's eyes. So as a believer, you are holy. You're supposed to be holy, as long as you are not sinning and doing things that you're not supposed to do. 
uh, breaking the laws that God has placed on this earth without repentance, you're not holy anymore. But if you're unholy, you're not clean. And guess what? God wants to separate those that are holy from those that are unholy, whether they're a believer or a non-believer. You understand? So, but the soul that eateth of flesh of the sacrifice of peace offering that pertain unto the Lord, having his uncleanness upon him, even that soul shall be cut off from his people. So, of course, again, we're talking about health, keeping the body healthy, you understand? For Christians, you understand, God is saying you can't partake of things connected to people that are unholy, unclean. So guess what? A lot of those churches out there who don't think you need to repent, once saved, always saved, you don't need to repent, uh, God doesn't care about your sins, and they're, and they're pastors that teach that, guess what? They are unclean and unholy. Don't have anything. Don't partake of what they're offering you. Don't listen to it. Okay? And it doesn't mean you need to run away from them or any of that stuff. Just don't accept what they say. If a person is is unholy, then if you know they're unholy, by the way, you can't just say, okay, well, you're unholy. No, you have to know the deal. But if you know they're unholy, that they're not doing what they're supposed to do, that they haven't repented of it, then God doesn't want you to partake, intake of their whatever it is that they're teaching. Okay? So that's concerning us Christians. That's, we're spiritual. This is talking about our spirit and our soul. And Israel, Leviticus, is talking about the people's flesh, their body, okay? Nothing to do with the soul. It's not upon the soul, it's upon the flesh. But all flesh bodies have a soul in them, okay? And so the soul that is partaking of unclean stuff is unclean. And God doesn't want him around the people. Verse 20. I just read that, but I want to read it again. But the soul that eateth of the flesh of the sacrifice of peace offering, that pertaineth unto the Lord, having his uncleanness upon him, even that soul shall be cut off from, among, from his people. Moreover, the soul that shall touch any unclean thing, as the uncleanness of a man or any abominable beast or any abominable unclean thing, and eat of the flesh of the sacrifice of peace offering, which pertaineth unto the Lord, even that soul shall be cut off from his people. So you understand, God doesn't want Israel to partake of bad food and then come and partake of God's food because they're not holy when they're partaking of it. You understand? And, of course, same thing applies for Christians and partaking of things that are unholy and then trying to go and do holy things, like study the Bible here. We're having a Bible study. This is holy. 
You can't come and study the Bible if you've got sins and you've got to repent and you've got unholy stuff that you've been doing. You need to get rid of that unholy stuff. That's what's great for us. We're not like Israel. They had a problem. But we can repent, meaning stop doing it. It's covered under the blood. And then, you know, you have to acknowledge that you're doing it, obviously. That's one of the things that people uh, may not understand. You have to acknowledge that you were doing it. And then stop doing it. And then you become clean. And then you can do the Bible study, which is holy. 22. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, Ye shall eat no manner of fat of ox or of sheep or of goat. So God is letting the people know, here's some things that are for you health-wise. And this isn't just for the priest. This is for the people. All right? Fat isn't good to eat. And the fat of the beast that dieth of itself and the fat of the which is torn with beast may be used in any other use, but ye shall in no wise eat of it. So you can use fat for different things, greasing, wheels, you know, things like that that they had to do in those days, but nothing to do with eating, meaning you can't put it in a frying pan and use it to cook with. Okay, that's eating it, by the way. But if you wanted to use it for greasing things, whatever it may be, in those days, that was okay. You could use the grease, uh, the fat, uh, for those purposes. Um, burning, stuff like that. Uh, this is Israel. For so, whosoever eateth the fat of the beast, of which men offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord, even the soul that eateth it shall be cut off from his people. Moreover, ye shall eat no manner of blood, whether it be of the fowl or of the beast, in any of your dwellings. So here's the next one. Fat's bad for you to eat. And of animals, fat of animals is bad for you to eat. And blood. God doesn't want you eating blood. You know, that's like the liver. Liver. Kidneys. You know full of blood, their blood intestines, I mean, um, their blood um, organs, and obviously, God doesn't want you eating blood, so no liver, no kidneys, you know, that's eating blood, or or blood in general, you know, like um, putting blood in your stuff, I just, you know, some people eat it, I don't know, but it's bad for you, don't do it. And whosoever soul it be that eateth any manner of blood, verse 27, even that soul shall be cut off from his people. So you understand, in Leviticus, God is sharing and he's saying, listen, these are the rules. And if somebody's breaking the rules, we don't want them here. Okay, so it's over and over again. If you're breaking the rules, we don't want you with the people. You're breaking the rules. We don't want you with the people. That's just like Jesus. It doesn't change. Christianity is the same way. It's sad when I hear Christians say, oh, it's okay. Let them stay in, the sinners. Let them stay in the church. They'll figure it out. No, no. 
No, if they're doing bad stuff, they're not to be allowed to be a part of your assembly. Now, if they're drawn in there once and they want to talk to you about the Bible, they want to find out about Jesus, there's nothing wrong with that. But if they just want to come to church and hang at church and continue to come, sorry. Uh, We don't want those people in the church, and neither did Jesus want them. So, let's see. Revelation, hold your place in Leviticus. And I want you to go to Revelation chapter 2, verse 14. It's the church of Pergamos, Jesus speaking. But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them in the church, okay, in the church, them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast stumbling blocks before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed on the idols, and to commit fornication. So, you've got people in your church that are doing these things that I don't want in the church. So has also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. All right? So Jesus doesn't want those people in your church. Now, Paul also told us that. Um, I believe it's in uh, 1 Corinthians. Let's hold our place in Leviticus. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Chapter 5, verse 1. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, brethren, church people, and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. It doesn't matter. This just happens to be a really bad sin. But the thing is, Sin is sin. All right? And what is he saying in verse 2? And ye are puffed up. Christians puffed up. And have not rather mourned that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. So Paul said it. Jesus said it. God saying it here in Leviticus. Get rid of those people that are sinning. This once saved, always saved, God will work things out garbage is of the devil, okay? So, as we continue here, you see that God keeps saying you're going to be cut off. The soul is going to be cut off. If you do this, the soul is going to be cut off. If you do that, the soul is going to be cut off. He doesn't want them in with Israel. Once them cut off means that they're not going to live with you. Okay, you you just go live on your own and do your own thing. It don't matter. Be live in the world and whatever you want to do is fine. But you're not going to be with the people. Twenty eight. And the Lord spake unto Moses, going back to Leviticus seven, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, He that offereth the sacrifice of his peace offering unto the Lord shall bring his oblation unto the Lord of the sacrifice of his peace. His own hands shall bring the offering of the Lord made by fire, that the fat with the breast, it shall he bring, that the breast may be waved for wave offering before the Lord. And the priest shall burn the fat upon the altar, but the breast shall be Aaron's and his son. So the good meat, God's going to give it to 
Aaron and his sons so they can eat. You see, God provides as you're doing God's work. He among the sons of Aaron that offereth the blood of the peace offering and the fat shall have the right shoulder for his pot. So God even gives out who's going to get what. For the wave breast and the heave shoulder have I taken of the children of Israel from off the sacrifice of their peace offerings and have given them unto Aaron and the priest and unto his sons by a statue forever, even among the children of Israel. So God's providing for his priest so that they'll have some good food. 35. This is the portion of the anointing of Aaron and of the anointing of his sons out of the offerings of the Lord made by fire in the day when he presented them to minister unto the Lord in the priest's office, which the Lord commanded to be given them of the children of Israel in the day that he anointed them by a statue forever throughout their generations. Now, this is a statue forever as long as there is a Levitical priesthood, as long as there is a temple. But guess what? There's no longer a temple and there's no longer Levitical priesthoods that can prove their lineage, okay? This is the law of the burnt offering, of the meat offering, and of the sin offering, and of the trespass offering, and of the consecration, and of the sacrifice of the peace offering. So you've got all the different things, offerings, that they did and had to do for different reasons, which the Lord commanded Moses in Mount Sinai in the day that he commanded the children of Israel to offer their oblations unto the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. So even in the wilderness, the, the offerings were to be done, you understand, because they had the temporary temple, you know, that they had built, that they carried around. It was a movable temple. But even in the wilderness, they had to do these offerings, you see. And then once, of course, they got into Jerusalem, I mean Israel, and made a nation and stuff, then they built the temple and they did it there. But it continues through the wilderness, all of these offerings. So see what Jesus did for us? Jesus did away with everything like this that we had to do, get rid of trespasses and sins and all of this stuff and you had to do this every day in all kinds of ways and we don't have to do that because of Jesus. They had it tough, sure did. That's flesh Israel. We're spiritual Israel, the church and body of Christ. And we'll pick it up next time. Leviticus chapter 8. The books Bible. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.